Welcome to the Woohoo Crew podcast, where cosmic culture meets pop culture, where we discuss topics like astrology, numerology, the mind-body connection, as well as sports, music, and entertainment. I'm your host, Brandon. I'm joined by my co-host, my pseudo-guru, Cheryl. We are the Woohoo Crew. Hello, Cheryl, my pseudo-guru. Welcome to episode 21. Let me start off the show as I do every week by asking you, did you catch any woohoo this past week? Woohoo, Brandon. Well, you notice on the portal how we've, we're now in the last week of airy season. So our, our breaths each day that correlate with the days of the week with Aries, the, 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 the taking action breath for our, yeah. our brain. Mm-hmm. I've, I've noticed that I, because we've increased it and we've taken action to increase it with a fiery Aries currency that I feel like I have a lot of energy, a lot of life force. So I'm able to do all the things I've been putting off. I've been taking initiative. How about Good. you? That's great. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely feeling uh, a little bit more of a, an uplift an energetic force in those breathings. I've been focusing on my breath work as well, a little bit more than I have been in recent weeks, uh, thanks to the woohoo craft. And yeah, it's made a big difference. So, yeah, and um, the woohooers have even shared that, you know, on moon days, when, when we work with a specific emotion that correlates to Aries, how they feel is they said they feel a lot more energy because they've, they've learned how to alchemize the emotion to, to they, they can take action with it. So they're not having any stagnant, suppressed, compressed emotional debris in their head. Yeah. Yeah. That emotional mm-hmm. debris will get you. So what, uh, so, so what else is going on? What else is new with you? Well, we've been working a lot on strength too and yeah. with our muscular system. So I feel strong. My muscles yeah. are gotten stronger. And then Sarah Jane, remember we had her on the podcast. Absolutely. Yeah. Her and her, uh, her newish boyfriend, Jimmy, stayed with us for a week. Oh, from wow. Denver. A whole week? A whole week. And it was so fun because they're, they're like newly in love and they're, they're fun. Like for Valentine's Day, they did this corny thing where they dressed up and went to the cheesecake factory just to be kind of extra cheesy. They're really, really funny. And they're like puppies. I don't know. It's like puppy energy where they're just, and, and Sarah Jane has an Aries moon. Okay. And so she's like, this, this is her season emotionally. And she really just goes for it. Like they, they've taken initiative and so spontaneous and they, they, saw all the different sites of Atlanta and, okay. and even beyond the Chattanooga. Yeah. And, and then my other daughter, Annabelle, who we need to have on the podcast, she had a, a party and Bruce and I crashed it with our that's, good friend. That's awesome. <laughs> and that was really fun. And she had a spontaneous party. So, um, now did you and Bruce, did you guys, uh, did you shut down the party? Were you, were you there at the very end, just dancing on tables or how did that go? <laughs> Well, actually, they did say we were the first to leave, but, you know, we left pretty late. And I think okay. some people stayed for really late. Yeah. Um, a lot of them were their high school friends because they came to see Sarah and meet, meet Jimmy. We gave Jimmy an initiation, you know, so everybody was um, interrogating sure. him, but he, he handled it very well. Yeah. Like asking them, what, what are your short-term intentions with Sarah Jane? <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's funny. That's funny. Well, cool. That's great. How about you? I know your wife did a spontaneous uh, slide. 
She did. Yeah. So she was, uh, she was with our kids out of town visiting some family in, uh, in St. Louis and she was taking the kids on some, some sightseeing places and some museums. And she saw a slide that she just couldn't resist. And, uh, somehow she tumbled. Mm. This is not your average slide. This was a slide that was probably wide enough to fit like five people. And it was, it was pretty long and it was in this, this, uh, kind of neat little kids city museum thing in St. Louis. But anyways, she somehow got her, her foot caught and, uh, long story short, she darn near like broke her ankle and she's, this is a week later and she's still, uh, hobbling around and, it's been a rough one for her. And, uh, but I, you know, we got to give her a lot of props for, for attacking that slide with the, uh, with the enthusiasm that she did. Absolutely. At that yep. fire. Yep. Mm. Yep. All Thank right. You. Thank you. I will pass that along and we will see you back in the first quarter. First quarter reason for the season. Okay, first quarter, Cheryl, what's going on in the cosmos? About to have a full moon in Libra. Ooh, I love it when this happens. Mm-hmm. So the full moon in Aries season. And it's so interesting with the polarity of Aries and Libra. And this is something to consider during this window of time because Aries is about what you need for survival. It's, it's it's what do you need to do for yourself? And then Libra is partnerships. So Aries is, is assertion and taking control and initiative and right action. And mm-hmm. Libra is, is harmony and, and equilibrium and balance. Okay. So having that those energies right now with the sun and the moon it feels really good in this, in this axis. It's, it's time to know like when to assert yourself and when to compromise. How would somebody know that? How can they help? How can they figure that out? Well, so if it's a need, if you have a, a, a need to, to initiate, to take right action and to be assertive, I think it's, it's the time to play with both. Like if you're not usually assertive, mm-hmm. it's the time to assert yourself. Gotcha. You know, and if you think about the, like the spectrum, like Aries, like full on Aries would be just constantly, like, it's all about me. It's all about me. Like getting butting, like head first, like butting your head all the way up to the front of the line. Like I, I you know, impatience, like I need this right now. And I need to get my needs met and, oh, there's someone else in this relationship. Well, let's talk about me, my, my needs. That would be like <laughs> full on. And then the full on like Libra aspect would be making sure that everything is in equilibrium and in harmony. And so you, you want both okay. you want to make sure that your needs are met. We want to make sure our needs are met. And we also want to make sure that there's equilibrium in partnerships, which is hard to do because it doesn't mean that it's a transactional partnership. Like, okay, you do, if you do the dishes, on moon day i'll do them on mars day like that like what what if one of you really likes to do the dishes and and your partner doesn't like to do the dishes or one of one of you is not good at it like doesn't actually scrape the food off and stuff so it's about finding finding that equilibrium energy if you think about aries is spring equinox energy so it's it's right when 
you know, we just had that, we just had that at the beginning of airy season where mm -hmm. night and day is equal. And now we're getting more and more light. And then yeah. Libra is fall equinox where it was equal too. And then we go more and more into the dark. And, um, and so transactional would be um, like, a, like a lower kind of frequency. So instead think, oh, okay, how can we find that equilibrium? How can we bring our gifts, our innate talent into the relationship and, and give and, and work on that balance of giving and receiving, making yeah. sure that you're, you know, you're giving and you're also able to receive because some people may give too much, some may take too much, you know, finding that equilibrium, yeah. which is, it's hard, like that compromise negotiation, that, that balance is a challenge it can be you, do you find that oh absolutely so i would think sarah jane and jimmy are probably in a good little balance right now because they're they're kind of in that new stage right but as you you know as you as you progress and your relationship goes on and on yeah you start to develop your own things that you're gonna maybe uh take a little bit more than give and, and vice versa so yeah and i can also attest that uh people can be bad at doing the dishes I know <laughs> that is that is a real thing. <laughs> I, I I know because I'm very particular about that. And like, uh, how about I'll do the dishes and you can go entertain? Because that's the thing, too. If you think about it, like some people, like if you think about like a dinner situation, like there might be some that are their energy is working to kind of entertain everybody or or maybe entertain is not the right word Like they're they're able to. Uh, bring bring a high caliber conversation sure and ask great questions and bring the group cohesive cohesively but they're but they might not be able to cook you know so that yeah, they feel I, like they're cooking yeah totally no I, I actually think that's that's my relation that's my marriage my my wife is more of the um sort of the you know bring everybody together and kind of set the the, the mood and the tone and and i'm a little bit more of the you know the tactical uh you know getting things done sort of even behind the scenes if necessary so yeah i get it you subscribed us but what would also be good is if you switch roles sometimes and see what, you know what i mean because that's yeah. really good for your brain and it's also good for to appreciate each other's roles and and so that she could see all the behind the scenes stuff that you do and you could see what a, what a challenge it is to absolutely in that yeah. situation yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Great. So this is the time to do that. And, and any intentions that we set at the beginning of airy season, like something that you want to initiate that you want to take action in, just to go for it. It's that fire. It's that spark mm -hmm. and making sure that that is set in motion. Like what you and I did, like we've just, we're adding new, new courses, right? We're having yeah. that set in motion. Yeah. Yeah. Good point. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So we, we talked about adding some new, some new things to the woohoo craft platform mm -hmm. so we need to credit the upcoming full, full moon in libra for that we do and okay. the airy season too because you know okay. everything you see outside especially in atlanta everything is sprouting and blooming and this is the time to everything's yellow <laughs> the entire city is in a blanket of yellow yeah, sap is rising and the pollen and the, i mean it looks like it's atlanta's prom all the trees are dressed <laughs> dressed up for their debut and it's so beautiful here um but this is the time to initiate 
something. And, you know, Aries is about claiming what's yours as well. So, and hunting, like hunting, like what we do in Woohoo, we hunt for the energy, we hunt for it, we catch it, we share it. This is the time like, to, to really hunt for what you want, that energy that, that you want and to have the courage to do so. Yeah. And, and, and then the Libra helps you bring that harmony and that equilibrium into yourself. So it's, it's that play with the, with the two, with the polarity. It's, it's really sweet to do it as well. Um, okay. You know? and, it's, uh, and if you think of Aries as more competitive, you know, like being number, it's the first sign. It's the first, it's the energy of, of when you wake up, the sunrise, and how, how you want to, what do you want to do for your day? The first thing, like what gets you out of bed and Libra is the sunset, like how you feel, oh, okay, everything is in harmony. I can rest now, Yeah. you know? So it's interesting to, to have that dynamic and to play within that dynamic and see what it is that you need for yourself and for your partnerships. This is the time. Yeah, this is an exciting time. Mm -hmm, for sure. So harness your, like take right action and harness it well. Okay. Great stuff. Okay. All right. We will see you back in the second quarter. Second quarter. Woo wire. We're back. Second quarter. I tell a story. Pseudo guru channels a cosmic force on the woohoo wire. And we ask that cosmic force a question about my story. Today, I want to talk about a TV show that I recently discovered called Succession. It's on HBO. It's one of the better shows that I've seen in a long time. I'm mentioning it because it's probably popular enough that at least most people I know have already seen it. And so I think you know most people would sort of understand the conversation here. It's loosely based on a few American families that control some of our media companies here in the U.S., like the Murdoch family, there might even be some Trump influence. Uh, some Somebody wrote an article saying that it related to the Disney family. It's likely a combination uh, based on uh, those families and probably some others. The show centers on the father who created this media empire, and he's now close to retirement. He has four adult kids, and they're all interested in succeeding their father as the CEO of this billion-dollar brand, multi-billion-dollar brand. So this family's super rich. So you see a lot of helicopters, private jets, yachts. They're not relatable to 99.9% .9 of the world. But somehow, it's a riveting drama, and it's even a comedy at times. The characters, are they're not likable at the surface. They're not, quote-unquote, good people. But... You, you, you do kind of like him, kind of like how you're rooting for Tony Soprano at times and, and the Sopranos. The father, amazing character. He plays mind games with each child, backstabs them, pits them against each other, berates them in public, tells them to F off a lot. And then he mixes in some loving moments, builds them back up when, when it's needed. So you have this roller coaster of depravity and, and, and affection. And the, and the four kids, they do the same to their dad, to other people. It's, it's constant scheming, it's strategizing and dysfunction. And it's really entertaining. The characters themselves are really 
well acted. They're really well written. I don't want to spoil it for anybody who hasn't seen the show, but I want to focus on the four kids for a moment. Each one of them is vying for uh, the to be the person picked by their dad to succeed him as the next CEO of this billion dollar, multi-billion dollar company. They essentially want to be number one. And as you'll see in the show, there's not much that they won't do to get there. And it, it makes me think about the goal to be number one in something. What you're willing to do, what you're willing to sacrifice, what relationships you're willing to harm, and why we all sometimes get so close-minded and only think about ourselves as we try to climb to the top of something. So my question this week is this. When we try to be the best at something in life, to be number one, do we need to do that by stepping over anything that gets in our way? Or could that be, a, be achieved by bringing more unity to the table and working with others around you in a positive manner so that everyone could benefit? Here I am. This is one. Whoa, number one. I that's, really like your question. That's big. Welcome. Mm -hmm. Thanks for uh, coming down to the show. You're so welcome. I'm I'm a big deal, as you know, because I'm I, one. Heck yeah. <laughs> Everybody strives to be like you, it seems. I think I'm misunderstood, though. Okay, tell me. Because to be number one... That means it means two different things. My essence is to be your your real, authentic, individual self, your soul self, that pure soul self. So if you're your pure soul self, you don't need to step on anybody else because they're not you. So you want to mm. be you are than you, as Dr. Seuss says, right? You are than you, truer than true. Okay. And also be in unity. So you want to be focused on your soul. Like what is your soul clearing out? Whatever's not that, whatever's not really you and knowing your individual essence and connected to what we call the, the, the big soul, the big one, which would be me. <laughs> all connected to me, everybody yeah. is connected to me. And you also have your individual, your individual part of you as well. Like a drop in the ocean would be an individual. And then the ocean would be the unity. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. So let me ask you this. So let's take, um, let's take, you know, we were, uh, I was just talking to my uh, co-host off air about the sport of golf. And uh, so what about somebody who, you know, in golf, you, you want to win every tournament, you know, you want to, you want to be the number one rated golfer in the world. Uh, you just, you just want to be the best. And it's a very individualized sport. You're it's just, it's basically the golfer versus another golfer. Um, now there are teams that people have around them, but at the end of the day, it's one golfer versus every other individual golfers. So how how can they be youer than you, as you like to say, and um, without that feeling of competitiveness that they have to, 
beat their other golfers every time and win every tournament? Well, well, first they need to be true to their soul. Okay. So they're at one with their soul. That would be number one. And then they, they co-create with that. So they would be in the zone. You've heard of that? Like how oh yeah. They, I'm a big fan of the zone. And so when they're in the zone and they're really in the zone, whatever that is, and that's for all of you, whether it's playing golf or doing the dishes, you want to have <laughs> that, that experience of being in the, I mean, for real, you could practice that. Like Listen, I, I felt really dumb at times because I've been proud of the way that I've, I've just nailed the dishwasher and filled up with, and everything's perfectly aligned. It's almost, it's almost artistic in what it looks right. like. And, and I've, I've, I've secretly, cause I've never told anybody until now, I've actually been really proud of myself at times. Well, you can always tell me. I will now. <laughs> I didn't, I thought I was the dumbest person or the weirdest person in the world for having that thought. No, because it's not just about like a sport game. Like you can be number one at your alignment with the dishes. Cause that is when it's aligned, it works better. Your dishwasher works better. And there's a beauty to that. There's a beauty to organization and alignment. And when you're in the zone of that, there's a lot of beauty. And we applaud you. We applaud when that happens. We don't only applaud the 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 one the number ones of a, of a sport, for instance, or a you know because you you all like to we 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 are humored by it. How you know number one bestseller or number one winning an award or something. We applaud when you're in the zone, anytime you're in the zone. So you're doing that, you, you are in the flow and you have a really good groove. That's the groove that, the, that you're making. And the more you do that, the, the better you get. And there's a, when you're connected to the higher, highest self of you, which is your soul, and you're connected to that, then you're channeling me. And when you're doing that, you have that, that connection comes through and you're tapping into that true essence. It's, it's just the truth. And I think that you're focused on that rather than what anybody else is doing. And that's when you tend to win. And remember one, like, so you might say, oh, that, that person like you, Brandon, you won at the dishwasher, right? That's spelled a little differently than me, right? W-O-N. But isn't that interesting? Mm, Sounds sounds like me. And so you won, right? Like, like look at the satisfaction that you got. You won at the dishwasher um, art (laughs) competition. And, um, and somebody who's playing like in a tournament, they, they won too, because they were in the zone. They were connected to me. And that, and it's, it's very multifaceted how, how that is. It's, it's, um, but at the core and at the source of me, like there's one vibration. Does that make sense? There's one vibration. There's just different frequencies. So, um, it, and so, some are more connected to me than others. And the, the deal is to get connected. So when you're in your groove, you can even, um, and I know the, the, the goofball that I'm speaking through, she does this with you all, woohooers, is when you close your eyes, you can create a groove like between your, your brows. And when you want to connect to me, you just draw the one, you draw me right between your brows and you connect to me, or you can even draw it 
on something or get a what do you get? Get tattoos, get a tattoo yeah. of, of one, or just Ooh. look at one or one thing, or stay focused on something. Use your eyes to look, stay focused on that one point, what, whatever it is that you're doing, and that's a way to practice focusing on one thing. So in terms of your show that you're watching, do the characters? Do you think that they're in? in relation with their highest self or do you think they've kind of come down at a lower frequency which gets them like the lower frequency of me would be competition and they're they're not the highest um the highest uh point of themselves no they're they're pretty low Mm -hmm. so you wouldn't say like they have because you've heard people say like oh that like we love when people say oh like brandon he has a lot of soul Right. Mm-hmm. I'm sure people say that about you, which means you're connected to your soul. And it's only when like, they see me dance. Right. <laughs> or when they see you do the dishes. And or the, the dishes. That's right. The, the characters, dance floor or the kitchen. I'm I'm very soulful. Mm-hmm. The children of that show, they're not in touch with their their soul. They're they're overthinking. They're some they would have, say that they're soulless. Well, you I don't you can't be soulless. There's no such thing as that unless you're um, robotic or AI or something. That well, but here, here on Earth, though, it's it's an expression of uh, a lower frequency of their soul. Right. So yeah. you wouldn't be. I guess it would be soul. Like Deficient. you have less. You're you're less connected to your soul than somebody else. You could say that, yes. but you're not. It's not that you don't have a soul. You just covered it up. You're more too much in your head. And one thing you can do for that is get your heart over your head. Have you ever done that? Like, have you ever been in a, a position in your body where your heart is over your head? No. Like a forward fold to get your heart over your head. It's like when you're picking up your keys, just linger there a little bit. Oh, so literally your heart over your head. Literally, I got you. heart over your head. Now you could do a headstand or a handstand. And, what, and why am I doing that? If you're overthinking, which is what those characters are doing, because they want they want that succession. They want to be the next one. They want to be me in the lower frequency because they think that's what's going to be. That's what their heart wants, but it's not It's what their head wants. They're too into their head. And if you realize me, I'm a vertical line and you want to stay vertical from the crown. I actually represent the the crown, the, the purity, the color white in the tree of life. So I'm a crown. So if you think about putting a, a noble crown on your head or the crown of your head from the center all the way down, you want to make sure your head is not so far forward that your head comes into the door a couple minutes before your heart, you know, because you're still in your head. And that's how those characters are. Their head just comes in first, their head first. They're very Aries, very... Uh, a lot of times they they do things and then they regret it correct because they're so in their head so let me ask you a question one Mm -hmm. so you you're you i i assume know two and three and four and five pretty well oh yes okay do you ever feel like they're uh competing with each other to maybe overtake you (laughs) well how can they if they wanted to they couldn't overtake me but if they they really, when I'm with them, they, here's the thing. Like, so when we multiply, right, like me and two get together, what, what happens? Uh, do you make another two? You make it. Yeah. So I just make them better. 
So no, yeah, it's true. They want yeah. me around because yeah. when they multiply with me, it's get, a better version of them. Very interesting. So it's a challenge for me because they all want to multiply with me. And then what do I do? Right. Cause I, you know, can I be multiplying with them all the time? You're, so pretty, I do, you're, pretty, you're pretty busy uh, cosmic force there. I'm a very busy cosmic force because think about it. It, it was zero, which is everything and nothing. And then it was me. Hmm. So we are not competitive up in the cosmos. We help yeah. each other. We all need each other because it's, because we're all our, our, our own like two is completely different energy than me different currencies you call upon two for something completely different i know you've had some of my my colleagues on your podcast right because we listen obviously we listen to it in the cosmos of course you had four on i think and you've had 11 and you've had a yeah. bunch a bunch yeah. on yeah so i feel really lucky that you've you've um, had me on so you can tap into my my power. And I just, I help you when you multiply with me, I help you get strength in your soul. So you just said something very interesting. I didn't mean to cut you off there. I apologize. Um, you, I'm trying to, I'm going to try to paraphrase this, but we were talking about you and the non-competitiveness that you and your other cosmic forces and numbers play or, or interact, how you interact with each other uh you said they all have you know two has a different energy about it it means that they want like their their desires their needs their wants everything about them is different um and they have a different code they have a different, different code energy. they have different a different code purpose. so when you when you when you relate that to people down here um we all have a different code as well in our in our human bodies. But the reason I'm saying this is because I think what you said in the beginning, where you have to be true to yourself and true to your soul, we don't it did I didn't understand what that meant until I thought about that from a human perspective. Uh, we have like just like two and you are different. Uh, and and I, it makes sense why you're different. I never thought about that as people. Right. So these four kids in the show succession all to me, they kind of seem like they have the same type of soul. And it's 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 trying to be number one and take over their father's company. Right. Mm -hmm. But they can't all be wired that way. It's, it's not they can't all be uh, have the same sort of soul direction as um, as each other. So that's interesting though. I never really thought about that. Like to you, to me, it makes sense that you and two are different. It never made sense to me why humans would be different, but they're, they're not being true to their, they're not being their, their you or you. Exactly. And that's the thing. And that's when you can tell when you're suffering, when you're suffering, you're not you, you have caught something that's not you. So you want to work on what you all do and woohoo. And what we all want you to do is catch us, catch our highest frequencies so that you are who you are. You're you, you woohooers are you are than you. We want everybody to be that. So and for, for the, those characters, their one thing to master, their one code of me is to relate to people from the heart instead of the head. And they're relating from the head instead of the heart. So let me, 
let me ask you a practical question. So let's line up these four characters visually, right? You have the four kids mm-hmm. um, and each one of them appears to be not being their, their, their true self because they're all sort of going about this one goal and you as a viewer and maybe and nobody really knows. Let's just say that one of those four regardless of what happens, will ultimately be chosen to succeed their father, okay? As a viewer, as we're watching this, you don't know who's, it's hard to tell at times who's most qualified, who's most deserving, who should be that person. So as a, and those characters are all just basically, you know, you you picture them as this sort of blinders on with, I'm going to do whatever it takes to get, but how do you, how would one of those characters figure out how can they shift gears and figure out what's in their heart, what's in their, what's in their soul? Like, how do you practically do practically in in a sense of like practicality? How do you do that? Like how, how, yeah. How could you, like, if you, if let's say they were coming to you for therapy and they said, you know what, I'm just, I'm not on my right path. I'm not, I don't think I am. I don't feel like I am. How do I make sure that I'm following my heart and my soul? Uh, how how would you advise them to to make those changes? I would advise them to do a lot that you do in woohoo, which is the, the way that you are in your body. So for sure, get your heart over your head, some down dogs, some headstands, handstands. Um, definitely focus on their breath because that's spirit. They could get the spirit helping them. They could connect to the unity of me, the oneness the spirit that we all have. So think about breathing when you're breathing, like who owns that? Who owns the breath, right? It's, we all do. If you want to talk about ownership, because that's what they want is they want that ownership. But with the breath, that's, that's universal. And you're, we're all breathing the same air. And, and so to make sure that they are focused on the spirit of their breath, and they could even bring me in by thinking about one, they could breathe in for one, breathe out for one and focusing on their breath and then understanding like get, getting away from all that going going and, and hanging out with um, things that look like me like a vertical tree right like an, a tree that's a number one and, and sitting with the tree or standing with the tree and feeling the roots of you and feeling your your whole the crown of you the crown that connects you to the cosmos and then the the roots that connect you down and knowing your real true essence of who you are. And you can just tell from there when you're, when you're saying something, does that really align with your true essence? So they need to separate a bit and, and figure out who they are because they're so when I think when they get together, they they're catching each other's low frequency because that's contagious too and they're catching each other's the the low frequency of competition where they would do anything to be the next one to be number one in their father's eye and really their father might choose them but knowing him he would choose somebody else like a mistress or something you never know right that's the game he likes to play Mm -hmm. and so they they could connect to their breath, to their body, to their mind. That's what I am as well. I'm unity. 
Dom, you do your individual self. So connect to your individual self and then connect to the unity as well. And remember that, that we're all connected. And when you connect to your breath and your body and your mind, then you, you get access to my state, my code of one. They could focus on one point and it, the best thing to do would be close your eyes and focus on one point or look at something, look at an object that's not moving and do a lot of that, like breathing and, and spending time with a tree and understanding your unity and your wholeness. And um, like what you do, perhaps having uh, uh, catching a phrase that works like I am or all is one. Another fun thing to do is for, to get my code is to, to get my high code, like stand on one foot or hop on one foot, you know? Um, right. Yeah, have things that, uh, and start to accept yourself. Like what is really understanding who you are with, with that, that those codes of I am breathing with that. And then maybe saying to yourself, saying to the little child inside of you, because the little child inside of you knows who you are and amplify that. So saying to yourself what, you, what your little child needs, like, I love your playfulness. I love how free you are. I love your sense of humor. I love how you, you, you handle stress. I love how you make your friends laugh. I love your intelligence, your beauty showing appreciation for your inner child because your inner child is your soul and you can ask your soul is this part of me or not and then just cutting away what is not you what is not one okay. what is not a necessary energy and element that's going to help you create your your life your legacy yeah. Also, you could eat rooted vegetables. Always rooted vegetables. Because they look like me. Have you noticed? I, I, not till now, but yeah, you're right. Mm -hmm. Huh. Like what carrots. Yeah. yeah. A lot of them have like, they're, they're vertical like me. Yeah. So eat some vertical vegetables. Okay. All right. Well, number one, that was fascinating. Well, thank thanks. you for calling upon me. Yeah. Thanks for joining us. Um, have a uh, have a safe trip back. Keep listening to the show. Oh yes, it's our it's our it's it's number. Do you know it's number? I mean, actually, you'd be pleased to know that we do have in up here in the galaxy. Your podcast is number one. Really, mm -hmm. and we didn't we didn't have to to um, we didn't have to step over anybody to get there either. That's amazing. No, and I'm very proud to sponsor your your cast. Awesome. Awesome. All right. Thanks so much. Thank you. Okay. That was, that was number one. <laughs> and we'll see you back for quarter number three. This week's show is sponsored by one. It's the number that helps you win at the game of life. So call upon one to catch the currency needed to become your the you.
third quarter, the interview. Woohoo! Okay, welcome back to the third quarter. We got a special guest, Cheryl. Who are we talking to today? A really special guest. And she's one of Cutler's friends. Remember Cutler from our yeah. second yeah. episode? Good Cutler guy. the Butler. Cutler the Butler. <laughs> <laughs> we have here Kriti Rastogi. And she's a senior at Emory University. So you're about to graduate. Yes, soon. Yes, yeah, I am. Congratulations. Completing a Bachelor of Science degree in neuroscience mm. and behavioral biology and psychology. She's currently an undergraduate researcher at Yerkes National Primate Research Center. And Clitty's passionate about mental health advocacy, public health reform social activism, and in her free time, huh. she enjoys playing the piano and guitar, as well as painting. And Kriti, I met you through Cutler, and I loved you at first sight, of course. And I love that um, uh, we were, we've, I think we started talking right away about you being an Aries, and how um, you just, you take initiative, and you, uh, you like doing really, really well. Yes, like you, you work hard. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I, I remember Cutler used to talk about you constantly, and he still does. And he was like, you just have to meet Cheryl, like you would get along so well. Um, <laughs> so I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm so excited too. And it was a spontaneous uh, meeting and a spontaneous uh, ask of coming, you want to come on the podcast because we're so intrigued with you. And so that that fits right in with Aries season being spontaneous. So you're Aries sun, right? I you're am, yeah. Aries. And then what is your moon and your rising in? Uh, my moon's in Leo and my rising is Virgo. Okay. My rising is Virgo too. All right. Oh, so you got nice. out of that fire, Leo, Aries. So you have, would you say you have a lot of fire, a lot of drive? I would say so. Yeah. Um, I think especially in terms of like um, how I approach relationships and also kind of, I think in spontaneity, I definitely see kind of like my fire side sign play out a little bit more. Um, I think we mentioned this also briefly, but I can get competitive and I attribute that to my fire <laughs> sign as well. Um, but yes, I definitely see that in my personality. Okay, so tell us an instance where you where you did something spontaneous so we could get ahead of that. Like so, so those of us who have been a little stuck can, do, can uh, initiate that spark, that fire, we can catch that from you and do something <laughs> spontaneous. So is there anything you know, recently or in the last year or so that you've done real spontaneously? Yeah, um, I think, um, you know, part of it, I think, especially because of COVID coming out of that has really brought up my spontaneous side, realizing that, you know, there's so many wonderful opportunities out there that I just don't want to miss now that we've kind of been locked away for a year or so. Um, so a lot of that took the form of just like making the effort to spend more time with friends um, because something I tend to do is just kind of, really focus on um, academics and things I need to get done. Um, that's really, you know, a huge part of my passion and that's where a lot of my energy lies. But I've made a conscious effort to be more spontaneous in terms of planning things with friends. Um, I even had a, um, a friend last week call me and say like, you know, I need to visit some grad schools. Would you be down to going to New York next week? And I was instantly like, you know what? Yes, like I will skip class and I will come to New York with you. Unfortunately did not end up happening because plane ticket prices were way too expensive, but um, that was something that, uh, you know, a couple of years ago, I never would have been able to do. Um, but I think now seeing how, you know, 
our relationships with friends and stuff can be altered so permanently because of COVID. It's something that I'm making a conscious effort to do more and kind of lean into whatever feels right. Yeah, I love that. Good, good, good. All right, I think I caught that spot and just just getting like, okay, ready, let's just go. You know, I so, got it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's the Aries currency too. Like, so all of you listening, when you want a friend to do something with you, look at their charts, find someone who has a lot of Aries, a lot of Mars, um, look at their first house because they'll be, they'll be fired up to go with you. Yeah. That's something I've noticed too in my, um, my own friendships is um, friends who have like a similar chart as me are definitely more willing to kind of um, indulge me on my whims, <laughs> you know, like mm -hmm. if in the middle of the night, I ever want to do something, I just need to kind of get out for a bit. Those are the people I call first. Um, mm. So, and that, that always, that always works out well. It's a great dynamic. Cheryl, we need to build an app that kind of tells you like where you can plug in your, your friends and family and, and, and their, uh, you know, their birth chart statistics and, and then, you know, create it. So it's like whatever situation you're in, you could just kind of dial up, you know, who's, who's perfect for that. I think that's a, actually it, I may have to delete that. That could be a billion dollar idea I just gave away. <laughs> I may, I I may cut that out of the show. Uh, well, I think we should do it because I think there are some where you can tell, you can find out each other's rising, you know, all the, all the charts, but to, 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 for something like, oh, I, I need some spontaneity, like for yeah. instance, Aries, yeah. or I need, I, need to, I need to take right action like right now. I need to be assertive. Like I, I needed Aries action last night. I was at a, a restaurant and and it wasn't like what I was served it, it could have been better and and there was a part of me that wanted to be assertive about it and then I then I I was like oh I just don't want to make a fuss you know so I needed that fire have you ever done that Fifty? have you ever like um <laughs> sent something back in a restaurant or just said um been assertive in that way like do you find you have that part of Aries the assertiveness Definitely not. I think actually it's something that Cutler uh, teases me about constantly is that I'm just the absolute opposite of assertive, um, but it's something I'm trying to work on um, mm -hmm. because I think it's an important quality to have. And I think it's something I, I probably have within me, but just never something I've tapped into enough. Um, not, nothing I've ever really had the confidence to kind of engage in. Um, but yeah, no, never sent anything back. I will definitely eat it, <laughs> even if it's completely <laughs> the wrong order. I just, I can't do it. I feel too bad. <laughs> And so what's interesting about your dynamic with Cutler is he's a Libra sun and he's an Aries rising. So um, your dynamic is so sweet because so he helps you be assertive and you help him get outside, right? Yes. Um, yeah. <laughs> you help him get sun. So because yeah. of fire, we want that sun. Okay. I love, I love your dynamic. All right. What about you, Brandon? Are you assertive? How are you? If you got something like if you got meat or something and it was like really raw, would you send it? Oh, back? hell, hell yeah. Well, I like raw meat, but, um, but yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Um, but I mean, listen, there's, there's, uh, there's thresholds. Like if it's, if it's tolerable, I'm not going to send it back, but if it's terrible, absolutely. But I think there's also a way in how you handle that too. You know, there's, you know, I've been with people that are just completely uh, mean, about it. And I'm kind of the opposite. I mean, you know, shit happens. So, uh, but yeah, I will absolutely, uh, assertiveness, I don't think is an issue with me, but I do. Uh, but, uh, but again, it's, you know, with all of these things, I think it's how you, how you handle yourself, you know? Oh, of course, of course. But the, just to have that spark of, yeah, I think it takes a lot of courage to stand up for 
for the, for yourself, you know, that, and that, that, that may come with time too. I don't know if I was super assertive, you know, in my, my twenties, but you know, maybe it builds up over time. I don't know. I don't know, but. Well, I would like to catch that. So that would yeah. be great for the app. Like, let's say you need some assertiveness and you would go to our app. That's right. Or, app or just, you- just invite me to dinner next time. Yeah, because <laughs> so, that's what I do want. For, that's what we want, Brandon, right? For our Woohoo community is for all of us to help each other. Because like, for instance, Kriti has Aries and, and Leo. She has a lot of fire, very driven. And it, for us that want to really make a lot happen and, and make our mark in the world, our our legacy, we could call on Kriti and just by being around you, Kriti, we could, we could catch that. Because look at all that, that you've done. You're a senior right now in um, at Emory. And I know you have something else coming out. Don't you have a pub, uh, you, something being published that you've done? Yeah, so I'm, I'm working on that right now um, as a part of my research. Um, is I've been kind of working on a research project for the past year or so. And now I'm um, just typing up results and making it into a manuscript to hopefully get it published um, by the end of the year. Yeah, it's a pretty big deal. Yeah, thank you. I'm very excited for it. And then what's what's going on with you for postgrad? Yeah, so um, I'm going to be working at, um, well, I'll be taking a master's classes at Johns Hopkins School of Public Health, um, hoping to get a master's degree with a concentration in mental health. That's great. Do you have any, any warrior type people, like Aries warrior or... Um, influential people that that you draw draw some currency from to help you with your drive do you have any influences definitely um i would say my mom is probably the biggest one she's also an aries um we were born two days or our birthdays are two days apart um so she's definitely like someone i'd look to in terms of kind of getting motivation and getting confidence um in, in like in, sen- in the sense of getting a drive um, because she's always someone who can motivate me very easily and, and pushes me um, to kind of go for things that sometimes I may be hesitant to go for. Um, I think she really brings out that side of me and um, has encouraged me so much in the past. And that kind of helps me also to feel more confident in myself um, and honestly similar in the way that Cutler does. So I guess he would be another one um, is I think so much of like you were saying before assertiveness is just confidence. And that's something that probably takes time to build up. And I think both of those people kind of help encourage self-confidence and that's what pushes drive and um, assertiveness to kind of put yourself out there in new situations. So they help you build confidence. Can you give us an example of either your mother or Cutler, like how they do it, like something they've said to you or um, something yeah. you've learned from them? Yeah, for sure. I mean, this is like a weekly conversation I have with my mom where I'll like see something that I'm really interested in because um, since I'm, I'm moving to Maryland in a few months, I'm looking for like job opportunities and um, researchers I want to be working with. And I, I'll see so many, you know, interesting opportunities. And my, my thought will be, you know, like I'm not qualified enough for this or, um, you know, I don't have the skills that they're looking for. Like I should just kind of not maybe apply. And I'll mention it to my mom and something she always says is like, you, you lose nothing just by trying. Um, even if, you know, it doesn't stick or it doesn't land you are more capable than you give yourself credit for. So you should go for it. Um, and that's something I hear all the time from her and from Cutler um, to just, you know, try and, and to put yourself out there. And that's really helped me, I think, kind of internalize that idea of, you know, we are more qualified than we think we are, than we give ourselves credit for. Um, 
and uh, that confidence, I think a lot of it comes from within, of course, but it's also wonderful to be surrounded by people who instill it in you um, and encourage you to be more confident in yourself. Absolutely. Is there, is there anything that helps you find the confidence within as well? Is there anything that you do? Like, do you take a, a warrior stance or is there something like a, a mantra or a, an affirmation that you say to yourself or a breath, anything like that? Yeah. Um, mirror? <laughs> for sure. I think positive affirmations are something I've started doing a lot more in the, in the past few months. Um, just, you know, like, like not even like particularly complicated things, just very basic things like, you know, I am, I'm successful and I'm talented and I'm intelligent. And, you know, um, though I think even just the simple act of reciting those things can really help change mindset. Um, in my old apartment, I actually had um, phrases and stuff written on sticky notes that I would put around my room and um, on my bathroom mirror so that those would be kind of like the first things I saw in the morning. Mm. Um, and I think that had just such a wonderful effect too, knowing that, you know, first thing in the morning, you see like these beautiful, positive um, words of affirmation, it really helps start off your day with um, a better mindset. Um, I've also started getting a little bit more into meditation. It's something that my mom has always encouraged me to do in the past, but I always felt like I never had the patience for it. Mm -hmm. um, so I've, I've been trying to force myself to do it a little bit more. And I think it definitely helps me calm down and think a little bit more clear, clearly. Um, and it's, it feels very refreshing, I think, after meditating to kind of look at a situation with a completely new outlook without being clouded by like worry and anxiety and self-doubt. Um, I think I'm able to do things from a more objective standpoint and a more positive mindset. That's great. Cheryl, here's a, here's a mantra you'll like. This is from uh, Wayne Gretzky. Do you know who he is? Mm -hmm. Okay. He said, you miss 100% of the shots that you do not take. And I always thought that was good. That stuck with me for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. I like that a lot. And that, and it's very airy just to try, like just, to, that's the initiative. It's the spark. It's the first sign. And also Kriti, I don't know if you know, Aries aligns with 90 degrees East and it's the, the sunrise. So I like that you said, right when you get up that you have post-it notes to look at, you know, Kira, who was our first guest, she does that. She has post-it notes all over her house for whatever she's manifesting and, and trying to make victories for and so another thing that we we can all do to to get that motivation to assert ourselves to put ourselves out there to go for it and like what you said brennan um to take the just what did he say you you miss 100 percent of the shots that you do not take yeah so to take the shot to take the shot mm -hmm. um look at the sun the sunrise or you can and you can even put um some gems or some of your affirmations, your mantras on your post-it notes in the east part of a room, like get your compass out on your phone in the east, that, that can really help as well. Um, so what does it mean to you to, to be the best and to be number one? You said that you find yourself being competitive. Tell us what that means and, and maybe perhaps a time that you've been number one and how that felt. Yeah, um, I think... For me, being competitive um, usually involves being competitive with myself, um, and I think it can sometimes mean being too hard on myself and comparing um, different versions of myself, like comparing where I'm at now to where I was a couple of years ago and thinking, you know, am I where I want to be? How can I be better? Um, obviously, I think competitiveness also manifests in how you view yourself in comparison to other people, um, which is something that I uh, try to um, only kind of bring out the positive effects of because I do think competitiveness with other people can be harmful for 
everyone. Um, so it's something that I try to view as like inspiration that, you know, if this person is doing something that I want to do too, how do I get inspiration from that and how do I use that to motivate me um, while recognizing that we're also separate people on separate journeys. Um, so that's like a balance that I've been trying to find more recently in college. Um, and I guess in terms of, you know, I think a time where more recently I felt like I had kind of achieved a major goal of mine was when I got into grad school um, because that was a program that was you know, my first choice program and something that I had been wanting for so long. Um, and that feeling was just something that's, you know, even though it's been a few months now since I found out I got in, it's like that sense of self-confidence it gave me is something that's carried on, I think, through the rest of my semester. Um, and so I think it's a very empowering feeling to have achieved your goals in that way. I know that, you know, this is like the number one thing I really wanted to do and something that I knew would make me feel great. And I was able to achieve it. Um, and it kind of drives you to think that, you know, there's so much more I could accomplish too, because if I was able to do this, you know, there's um, so many other opportunities out there that I'm also capable of. Awesome. So how do you, how do you know when you're becoming, like when you're too much overthinking, like when, like you said, you're competitive with yourself, like do, like having a growth mindset, right? Like keep like right. each, each spark of achievement each thing that you that you set out to do and you accomplish it it sparks you to to keep going and to do more and to do better when do you, do you ever find it like it's too much and you need to like you need with all that fire you might need some water you might need some earth some grounding what yeah have you, have, has that ever happened to you like you overdo For sure. it mm -hmm. yeah I think you know overthinking is something that I definitely I'm not, I'm very guilty of, um, cause I am just like naturally an anxious person. Um, so I'm overthinking constantly. And the way I try to balance that out is just by going to people in my life and kind of presenting them with my situation and saying like, objectively, can you tell me like if what I'm feeling is correct and if I'm looking at this correctly. And oftentimes they will say, absolutely not. You're overthinking. Like this is, <laughs> you know, this is, um, this should not, you should not be thinking that much about this. Um, it's not as big a deal as you're making it out to be. And that really helps, I think, ground me. Mm -hmm. um, but I think there are times where also, you know, I will try to overdo it in terms of how much I'm juggling um, on my plate. And that's definitely a pattern I fell into last year where I was trying to do too much. And that it, I think that, again, takes me going to different people in my life. Like, for example, this is not something I go to my mom with because she's very similar to me, um, <laughs> where she will try to, you know, do way too much. So if she sees me doing the same thing, that's normal to her. Um, so I have to go to, you know, like friends or like my dad or my sister and be like, you know, I feel like I am doing too much, but I'm not sure. Um, and it's something I talk through with them and they're like, you're definitely, you know, if you feel like you have too much on your plate, you need to cut down, even if it doesn't feel natural or normal to you. Um, and so that kind of helps balance it out, but it's difficult. I think when you have like this desire to want to do so much and be involved in so much and help as many people as you can, but realize that you can't really do all that if you are not putting yourself first and putting your own mental health first. Good. I like that you said that putting yourself first, that's very Aries, put yourself first mm -hmm. and in particular your mental health. And that's what you're going to be doing. That's what you're focusing on. So um, that's perfect. And do you, so when you find that you need to focus on your mental health, I like, we like that you have a support system and is there anything else that you do I know that you like to go outside, right? Does that help you just going outside, maybe sitting in the sun or walking? What helps yeah. you when you feel like you're overthinking and you're too, you're just you're too much on your plate? What do you do? 
Yeah, there's kind of two main things. One you already mentioned is um, going outside and being in nature. Um, that's something that's benefited me a lot. Um, and it's something I've incorporated into my daily routine is I, I walk to campus every day instead of taking the bus. Um, rain or shine, that's just something I've, I've made a deal with myself that I have to do. Um, and I think it really helps calm me down just the action of moving and getting exercise, but also just being around in nature, I think, is extremely grounding and it puts a lot of things into perspective. Um, so that, that's one major thing I do. And then the other thing is I, I think I've always been a very creative person and I'm always drawn to art and music. So those are two things that I try to go to when I'm feeling like, you know, I'm stressed or I'm overthinking. Um, I really love to paint and I love to draw. So I'll sometimes try to paint and draw my emotions and how I'm feeling. Um, or I'll, I'll try to like artistically represent the way I want to feel or things that I want to, you know, um, accomplish. Um, and so that's really helped, I think. And then um, music too, I think it's such a wonderful way to express your emotions. And um, I can't unfortunately play the piano as often as I'd like to, but I have a guitar with me. So I, I try to play that when I'm feeling a little down. Wow. Good yeah. for you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, good. That's amazing. And so you're, you've studied neurology. Is do you, can you share with us anything about the? Have you have you learned about how the brain works, and is that why you're also incorporating all these things? Like, is that, has you have your studies fueled that your self care? For sure, for sure. Yeah, um, I think especially. Um, in my psychology classes, we've talked so much about how healing nature is and how important exercise is for, you know, restoring serotonin in your brain, you know, the happiness hormone or whatever, um, the cute little nickname for it is. But um, those are definitely things that, you know, are, are um, have been researched and proven to be true and you can feel the effects. It's something that I kind of like pushed away and didn't really think seriously about for many years, but, um, it's kind of hard to ignore when there's so much research about it and something that I've given a try. And um, it's, it's kind of the main reason why I made an effort to get more exercise in the first place. And then same with art and music, you know, I'm taking a, a class this semester on the psychology of visual arts. And we talk so much about how um, color and your perception of the world is entirely fueled by your brain and your brain's perception and your experiences um, and how healing it can be to kind of represent your emotions in art because it puts something abstract that you're feeling down in a visual format. And that can be a lot easier to digest sometimes for the brain um, and a lot easier to make sense of. Um, and all those things can be very restorative, I think. Yes. Thank you for sharing that mm -hmm. for us to have the emotional intelligence. We can all, we can all raise our, our EQs. Wow. Well, it sounds like you got it going on. It really does. <laughs> <laughs> and when you don't, you're able to laugh at yourself, right? Are you able to do that? Kind of catch yourself and make fun of yourself a little bit? For sure. Yeah. Um, I think, I think that's something that, you know, that's something I do with my friends all the time is just laugh at ourselves because mm -hmm. I mean, ultimately there's, you know, nothing can really be taken too seriously. Um, and I, I, I love to laugh. And I think it's, that's also another really important thing for me is just spending time with friends because they always make me laugh. Um, and, and a huge part of that is just also just laughing at yourself and looking back on things that you've done like a couple months ago, even and realizing like, you know, that was just ridiculous. And I can't believe I wasted so much energy on it. Mm -hmm. um, and being able to like laugh at yourself and move on, I think is also just like very cathartic sometimes. Yeah. And that's the thing with being number one, you know, because one, like we, we want to be the best. We want to do the best and we have to be careful 
with not with all that fire, all that air, that would be fire and air and the fire of Aries too right. much. And that energy goes up, up, up. So we have to ground it with, um, like you said, art and being outside, walking on the ground. And then of course, laughter just helps. Laughter helps with everything. It helps change. It helps uh, just clear out. It, to me, it's, it's the most medicinal thing we can do. And especially if it's, if, if it's with ourselves, with our, when we can get into that, whatever our, our, our situation is. And, and for mm -hmm. Aries, it might be that like, okay, too much on our plate or, um, and you have Virgo, I have Virgo rising too, like perfection, trying to perfect it or overthinking, yeah. wait, I could do better. I could do better than this. I'm going to edit it more, edit it more. And then we just laugh at ourselves. Like I'm just going to edit this one text, you know, for like a hundred yes. years. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm very guilty of that. Um, yeah, no, that's definitely true. I think for like the past like year and a half, I've started keeping like um, journal entries, just like try to write something down at the end of every day. Um, and I love, I love that I've kept up with that because I'll sometimes go back and read entries from like, you know, a year or so ago and just read how dramatic I was being. And it's so much fun to kind of just like laugh, <laughs> laugh at that. And you know, realize that, you know, I thought this was the end of the world. And a week later, I had already completely forgotten about it. Um, I think it's, that happens. It's, it's, that happens to everybody. It's, it's yeah. part of, part of life. For sure. For sure. Yeah. So it's, I, I love like that. I documented that and I can kind of look sure. back, read it and laugh. Yeah. I look forward to seeing your documentary. <laughs> that they have about you. Don't you think Brandon, there's going to be a documentary about Kriti? Yeah, listen, I I uh, I love your your general perspective, and you seem very grounded and, and intelligent. I, I no doubt you're going to do great things. Appreciate you being here with us. Oh, thank you so much. It's such yeah. a wonderful time. I'm so glad you asked me to join. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we're really grateful for your currency. Thank you. It's it's yeah. delightful, and I I'm feeling it. Aren't you, Brandon? Feeling that spark? But, yeah, that was that's a cool little phrase there. Thank you for your currency. I like that. That was good. I think you've said that before, but I'd forgotten that. Well, you know, we all have this, we, we have a currency, you know, the woo, mm -hmm. we call it, we call woohoo, woohoo currency that we're building up in our bank account or, you know, our spiritual bank account, we could call it in the back of our heart. And, but you want to spend it, right? Just like whenever you, you can catch And that. What's interesting is it's, it's a little different. Sometimes you can earn it. You can for sure earn by doing things like, having a gratitude practice or all the meditations and the, and the work that we do, you can also catch it as well. And you can catch other people's, other people's currencies and you just have to know how to catch it. And I feel, and then I think um, what Kutzi did was she really shared, like shared her currency. So I feel like we all can catch it and get that spark and, and, um, and, and move forward with that. Like then we can spend it, you know? Yep. Thanks for filling up. Thanks for filling our bank accounts today, Kriti. Yeah, I feel rich. Yeah. I feel rich. Yeah. Yeah. And restored. All Thank right. You. Cool. Thanks. Thank you. Fourth quarter, this week's top four list. Woohoo! Okay. Welcome back to the fourth quarter. The very popular top four list. Cheryl? What's our list today? Top four ways to become youer than you. Ooh. It's four stages, four steps, actually. So okay. step, 
and and, and and you're the new comes from where again it comes from my spirit guide my pseudo my pseudo spirit guide dr seuss got it okay my great guy i got dr seuss yes yeah that's been confirmed in sedona arizona that he is my spirit guide okay so <laughs> So this will be stages. So should I start with number four or start with number one? Like these uh, steps. What do you, whatever you feel is, is gonna, uh, is gonna be best here. Okay, well, I'll start with first. The first step, create an altar to alter your energy. Create an altar and to fuel your altar to be you or than you, bringing in the, the essence of one, one's code. Find things like one object, like maybe one white candle or one white stone, having one object to focus on, drawing the number one would work really well in your own font. You might want some tarot cards, like the any of the aces or the magus or the, the fool, and then have a, a cup of earth, as earthy as you can get, and some roots. These are just things that you could do have a white feather, have... What about a blue feather, yellow? Does that have to be white? Well, white is the color, white is like purity. So to be you or than you, you wouldn't be gotcha. any other color. And that's white as well in the tree of life. And yeah. maybe a white bowl for placing your intentions or what you are, what are your birthing, your you or than you. Definitely a picture of you as a child. And... Um, that could be something that you could do is and yeah. anything else that comes to mind, just have an altar and, and in the east part of your room or the east part of your house at 90 degrees. Okay. All right, cool. What's uh, that's stage one. That would be stage one. So stage two would be to, and to embody one. So to a, in your body, like standing on one foot, like one taught us, like stand on one foot, put your, like stand really tall vertically, um, stand on one hand if you can. Really? Can you do that? I can. You can? Against the wall. I can against the wall. Wow. I want to try that. Mm -hmm. Okay. So really embodying one, like feeling one within you, yeah. perhaps even drawing one, like the number one on your face, <laughs> just don't use a Sharpie, like use something like that you could, you know, maybe food grade um, <laughs> avocado or some good food that, that you could draw the one on your face, maybe between your brows and really embody one and think, just think, keep thinking about one, what it looks like drawing it, especially in your own font and then try to embody that number breathing into that all down your vertical axis. Okay. All right. And then number three would be to focus on one point. So if possible, you'd close your eyes and roll them to the space between your brows where you have drawn the one with, you know, blueberries or whatever, or, and, or look at one of your fixed objects in your altar. So doing this in front of your altar, look at one of your objects, look at your, a picture of you when you were little and breathing with, with that object. And as you breathe in, and breathe out, you're looking at the object and you're focused inward and you're focused on your breath. So getting in the zone of your breath 
And then the last thing you would do is add a catchphrase, add a mantra. And it could be I as you breathe in, am as you breathe out. So you really know who you are. Okay. It could be you are then you. You could say that to yourself, breathing in you are, breathing out then you, or me or then me. You could say to yourself, having a mantra. So doing those four things in a row can help. And maybe even wearing white, just to have that purity of, of who you really, really are. Okay. And claim, claim who you are. Notice how you move through the world. Okay. That's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Always bring in, always bring in uh, some really cool stuff for these top four lists. Great job. Well, I've one helped a lot. I mean, yeah. channeling one because one talks through me and then it stays with me. So I really catch it because mm. You know, I'm channeling one. Yeah. And then it, it it helps me make these lists because the the code is so prevalent within me. It's so so it's like pulsing within me. So it makes it easy. So I co-created this with one. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, great job. Okay. Well, All right. woohoo. We'll see you. Uh we'll, we'll see you again soon. Thank you, listeners. Okay. Thank you.